0: Well, it's such a, a privilege and an honor for us to be here together with all of you. It's a, a joy to be here with you. We love this church so much, and we love your pastors, uh, Jerry and Elaine, pastors Don and Thelma, all your other leaders so much. You're very dear to our hearts. This is a, a place where much has been sacrificed for the sake of the gospel. Much prayer has been prayed here. Many tears have been poured out here. Some don't see the the greatness of the sacrifice, the price that's been paid for people to pursue the call of God that's on their life. And we're so just appreciative to be here. And um, it's a joy looking around just seeing all of your faces and old friends and familiar faces praise the Lord Uh, today it was a bit challenging for us to get here we were in Indianapolis Indiana we uh, had been at a conference there for a few days and if it sounds like our voices are a little bit tired that's because they are pray for our voices so that they'll be strong these next few days as we're ministering here for both of us Uh, we ministered a lot there at that conference And uh, we we went to bed last night around 2 o'clock and then got to head to the airport around 6 o'clock in the morning. So God's good. Um, But when we got to the airport, they announced that the flight was going to be leaving early. I thought, that's unusual. I don't know if I ever heard of a flight leaving early before. And then out comes the pilot and his co-pilot and they make an announcement. That's also something I've never seen before. And all my years of traveling, they come out where we're sitting waiting and they say, well, when we did our walk around, uh, just overview of the whole airplane to make sure everything was okay, we saw that one of the propellers was bent and there might be a delay. It's Saturday morning, so we don't know how it's going to be to get a mechanic out here. So we just started praying. They said it could be a 20-minute delay. It could be an hour delay. It could be a two-hour delay. We don't know how long it's going to be. If it was a two-hour delay, uh, we would have gotten into Little Rock a half an hour ago. So we were just praying and praying. And about 10 minutes later, they got on, and they said the mechanics just got here. And about 10 minutes after that, they said, we're ready to board. Hallelujah. And we arrived, actually about 40 minutes early in Houston and we had extra time there. So praise the Lord. He answers our prayers and gets us where we need to be. And he's going to get you where you need to be. God is calling for battle-wearied warriors to come to the water today and to drink of him. There's refreshing in the presence of the Lord here tonight. Let's lift our hands to the Lord wherever we're seated. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, speak. Lord Jesus, touch our lives. Move through this room. King of glory, come. Be exalted, Jesus. There's no place we'd rather be than in your manifest presence, Lord, close to where you are, close to where you are speaking to us. Our hearts are open. We come to you to drink. Deeply the wells of our salvation today. We give you the glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, tonight we're really addressing leaders and those called to leadership. I want to share with you a message that God gave me at the beginning of this year. The message is going to the next level, not staying on your current level where you've been, not just plateauing, but going up higher in God. God is calling us up higher in him. In the book of Revelation, chapter four, if you have a Bible, let's open up there together. Revelation, chapter four. And I'm going to be reading just the first couple of verses there. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here and I will show you things which make might, must take place after this. Then verse 2, And immediately I was in the Spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one who sat on the throne. At the very beginning of the year, I, I had a dream and I believe that it was a dream from the Lord. And in my dream, God spoke to me and said, I want to bring you up higher. I want to bring you up to the next level. And I was reminded of something that happened to me when I was a boy in my dream. And I saw the whole scene unfolding again. And what happened to me when I was a boy, my mother always had the idea that my sister should really like music because she's a girl and I should really like sports because I'm a boy. But my sister was terrible at music. And when she played the piano, it sounded like a cat was being tortured. It was painful. And I was really, really bad at sports. I was uncoordinated. I had asthma. I couldn't run. She took me uh, for baseball. I was put by my coach in left field because that was the place where you'd see the least amount of action. And I would get so bored sitting out in left field that sometimes I would just want to sit down and like take a little nap out there. But she also took me to learn how to ice skate. That was a really bad idea too. When I went out on the ice, I would stand up, I would take a few slides for it and then I would fall over and I kept doing it over and over again. I would dread going for ice skating lessons. One day when I went for my ice skating lessons, I went out onto the ice, and I started slipping and falling like I normally did, and I was going all across the ice, from one side of the ice all to the other, falling, 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 and I rammed into a lady. And I apologized. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. She said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. After I fell into her, something clicked in my brain and I figured out what it's like to slide across the ice, to move and to glide. And I could ice skate really well after that. Not only could I ice skate afterwards, I started rollerblading, and I was good at any type of skating because I got the feel for it. Something something stuck. It was like a moment of breakthrough, an aha moment when something clicked in my mind, and I saw what it felt like to be able to ice skate. When I was about 18 years old, a great prophet came and gave me a word from the Lord. He said, you will speak three languages by the time that you are 25 years old. That's an unusual word and very specific. When I was 19, I moved to Russia. And I lived with a Russian pastor and his wife and their family for about three years. The pastor's wife taught me how to speak Russian. She would stay in the kitchen with me and point at things. They didn't speak any English. I didn't speak any Russian when I first went there. So that's a really good way to learn a foreign language. Then after I learned Russian, it took me a while. But then I moved to Romania. People ask me many times, did your wife teach you how to speak Romanian? And my answer to them is everyone except my wife taught me how to speak Romanian. She did not have patience to explain things to me. And she has a tendency that if I make a mistake, she starts laughing at me. So that's not very encouraging when you're trying to learn a foreign language. So I was there for about three months in Romania. It was in the period when we were engaged. She was staying in one apartment. I was staying on the other side of town in another apartment. I would hear hear Miha and a friend of hers speaking together in Romanian. But they were talking so fast. And they were talking, I, I think, only... Girls can talk that fast like that and especially Latin languages like Romania. They have a way of going super fast almost like a machine gun when they're talking. So I would sit there and I would ask them. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? And they would just be like it's not important. Don't worry about it. I went one day and I visited my parents in law. They live in a small village about two hours from our city. When I went there. My mother-in-law was so frustrated because she couldn't speak with me in Romanian. I didn't speak Romanian. She didn't speak English. So there was a problem with us communicating. About a week later, I went to another town about an hour and a half away from where we live now. And I spent the day there with an elderly missionary from the U.S. His name was John Kackelmeyer and his wife. And they had... 12 gypsy boys who lived with them in their house that they were discipling and training for ministry. I spent the day with those 12 young men and something clicked in my brain. And after that, I could speak Romanian. It was such a drastic like night and day difference. I truly believe that God supernaturally gave me the Romanian language. And afterwards, I developed more grammar, more vocabulary, and I'm still increasing all the time with that. But it was definitely a God moment in my life when that prophetic word was being fulfilled. A week later, I went back and I visited my mother-in-law, and she was so happy, because I could speak with her in Romanian. She She gave me a big hug. She said, we can speak together. This is wonderful. It was literally that big of a change that happened. What God showed me at the beginning of the year in that prophetic dream that I had was that he wanted to give us those moments when something clicks in us. A breakthrough moment. When we have been going on one level and then we suddenly move up to another level. God is calling us up to the next level in him. That prophet who prophesied to me about how I would speak three languages by the time I was 25 years old. He taught us something about the prophetic. He said, In the prophetic, you'll be going along for a while on the same level. And then one day God will give you a type of word that you've never received before. It's something new for you. And then you will go up to a new level. That new type of word that God has given you, He will keep giving you those kinds of words. The example that he gave us was that one time God gave him a word for a church about a building that God was going to give them. And he did, he described the building, how it was going to look, the area that it was going to be located in, how many seats it was going to have. He described exactly what he saw, and God miraculously gave the church the building that he was shown in the Spirit. After that, he kept on getting words, and he gave words to many churches about buildings that God miraculously gave to them. That's how it is with so many things in the Spirit. You'll be going along for a while on the same level, and all of a sudden, you've been faithful with the little things, and God brings increase. He brings the more that you've been longing for, the more that you've been hungry for, and you step up in the Spirit. You go to the next level in God, If you've been tired of just staying in monotony, of wandering around in circles, of just seeing the same old, same old, hear the voice of God today saying to you, come up to the next level in me. Come up higher in my spirit. And what God spoke to me in that dream was that it is hunger and thirst that will bring us to the next level in God. The hungry always get filled. The thirsty always find their thirst quenched, satisfied in him. As you are hungry, as you are thirsty, God will bring you to the next level. This passage we read, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, what it says is that he, he looked and he saw a door that was open in heaven. Jesus said, knock. Actually, what he said, knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door, and I knock. When we knock, we are doing what Jesus also does. He is a knocker, and we come and we knock together with him until the door is open. Jesus is the one who said, Behold, I open a door, and no man shuts it. And I shut a door, and no man opens it. But in this one particular case, John says, I saw a door open in heaven. God is saying to you today, I have put in front of you an open door in the Spirit. The door is already open. Like when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John. It says that the heavens were opened up over him. But what it actually says is that the heavens were violently ripped or torn open over Jesus. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would rip the heavens and come down. That is what usually happens. But here God says, I saw an open door in the Spirit, there is an open door in front of you. God has already opened the door. There is an open door of opportunity. There is an open door of favor. There is an open door of blessing. There is an open door of miracles in the Spirit. He has opened the door. All you need to do is by faith step through the open door that God has put before you. The door is open. And I heard a voice. How was this voice? It was a voice like a trumpet sound. Another place John says, I heard a voice like the sound of many waters. It says in the Song of Songs, I heard the voice of, of the one that my heart loves. The voice that we hear that causes our hearts to beat even faster inside of us. That familiar voice which has led us through dark moments, which has led us through the fire, which has led us through the valleys, because it's the voice going before us, the voice of the one our hearts loves. We can trust that voice We can respond to that voice. We can answer that voice. Even if you're in the middle of a storm with wind, with waves, and you're fearing for your own life, but you hear that voice crying out from the darkness, that voice can give you courage to step out and to start walking towards it because it is a voice that is familiar, a voice that you have a relationship with a voice that you have experience with and that you know you can trust. It's His voice. It's the voice of the Lord. It's the voice of our Good Shepherd calling to us. And the voice said, come up here and I will show you what what must take place after this. He was called up into a higher position than He had ever been before. He was called up into heavenly places. He was called up to that place where he could see what God wanted to show him and he could hear what God wanted to speak to him. Like in the story of when Elijah prayed for the drought to end and rain to come, it says he climbed up with his servant because only from that position of being up he could look out and see See, the cloud, like the shape of a man's hand coming up out of the sea. It was from his position. Like it says in Habakkuk about the watchman positioned on the wall. And I will show him what I'm about to do. But it's because of our position. We oftentimes can't see and we can't hear. We don't have the proper perspective because we're too low down. But God is saying to us, come up higher. I will give you eagle's wings that you can come up high above and begin to see with eagle eyes. I'll give you hind's feet to climb up in the high places. It's the position that enables us to see and to hear. Come up here and I will show you the things which are about to take place. At once I was in the Spirit. When we are in the Spirit, when we are in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will always bring us up higher. In the Holy Spirit, there's always more. If we're just in the flesh, if we're just doing things in our own strength, we can't come into the next level. But when we are in the Holy Spirit, then we can go up higher. When he heard the voice saying, come up higher, he was in the Spirit. In the Spirit, we go up higher and higher. It says in Ezekiel, chapter 1, verse 3, that the hand of the Lord was on him. In Ezekiel 3, 14, it says, then the Spirit lifted me up and took me away. In Ezekiel 8, 3, it says, he stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The Spirit lifted me up between heaven and earth. So what what Ezekiel is saying here is that The Holy Spirit, when he was in the Spirit, the Spirit brought him up higher. The Lord said, stretched out what looked like the hand of a man, and it grabbed him by the hair. And it pulled him up between heaven and earth. And he began to see visions. He began to see also a door. But it was was when he was in the Spirit that Ezekiel went up higher. When we are in the Spirit, God will bring us up higher. He'll bring us up into the next level in Him. We will not stay down low anymore, but we will keep going up higher and higher in the Spirit. The voice of God is calling to us, and it is saying to us, come up higher. And as we hear His voice and we respond and we come up higher, we will be in the Spirit And the Spirit will bring us up higher and higher in Him. Then He says, I saw a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And actually, Revelation 4, Revelation 5 is where we see maybe the most rich description in Scripture of what the throne of God and the throne room of God looks like. He describes the worship that happens before the throne. A lot of people are afraid of the book of Revelation. They don't understand it. It's like they hear about Mark of the Beast and the Battle of Armageddon and all of these scary things taking place. Did you know that in the book of Revelation the throne of God is mentioned 24 different times. What that speaks to us is that no matter what is going on in our lives, whatever is going on in the earth, the throne of God is above all else. Heaven reigns and rules His throne is established above all else, above all dominions, above all kingdoms, above every principality and power, above every force of wickedness and darkness, above every attack, above every weapon and every tongue that is spoken against us. Above everything else, we see the throne of God He is calling us to live our lives from the throne. That we would not live our lives from a downward position, but we would live our lives from that place where we are reigning and ruling with Christ, seated with Christ in heavenly places. His throne is above all else. Can we say that together here tonight? His throne... Is above all else. Jesus is Lord above all else. Jesus is King above all else. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life or what attacks have come against you. His throne is above all else. His dominion, His rule, the rule of His kingdom is above all else. He is the God above all other gods. He is His name above all other names. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings and His throne is above all else. May we see His throne today. May we have a revelation of His dominion, of His authority, of His rule here tonight. See how He is working in our lives. God has put before you an open door. And He is causing you to hear His voice speaking to you, calling you. And He is saying to you, come up here. Come up higher. And I will show you And I will speak to you. And as we hear and respond to His voice, we will be in the Holy Spirit. And His Holy Spirit will bring us up higher in God into that place of dominion, into that place of authority, into that place of ruling together with Christ. God is bringing us from strength to strength how many of you feel in your life like you need more strength from god maybe you've felt some weakness it says in psalm chapter 84 verse 5 blessed is the man whose strength is in you whose heart is set on a pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of baca they make it a spring the rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Here the psalmist is talking about a person who is going on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. They have desired to go to the temple. They have desired to go to the presence of God as they are going in that direction. It says even if they pass through the valley of Baca. Baka means weeping. Even if they pass through a valley of weeping, a valley of tears, they will turn the valley of weeping into a place of springs where you have passed through the valley of weeping. You you don't stay in the valley of weeping. You're just going through the valley of weeping. But even the valley of weeping, you can turn it into a place of pools, a place of life, and you just keep going till you enter the presence of the Lord. That kind of person, it says, will go from strength to strength. Let's say that together. From strength to strength. That means there is the next level of strength that God wants to bring us into. There is more strength in Him. Like Caleb, when he was 85 years old, he was just as strong as when he was 40 years old. He went from strength to strength. Like in the church of Antioch, there was prophets by the name of Judas and Silas who went there. And it says that they said much to strengthen the church. As we've come for these days of ministry, our prayer is that you will be strengthened. That your church will be strengthened. That God will strengthen the weak knees. He will strengthen the feeble hands. He will strengthen those who felt like they were without power. Isaiah said, you give me the tongue that sustains the weary. That even through words that are spoken and words that are given, those words can sustain the weary because those words give strength to you. When when you are weak, He is strong. And He can give you so much strength in Him. The Lord can add even years to people's lives. Do you believe that? To those who were weak, to those who felt like maybe they were at the end, the Lord can add years to their lives. The Lord is my strength and my song. There is strength available to us in Him from strength to strength. Then He is also bringing us from faith to faith. There are higher levels of faith in Him. We should always desire to grow in our faith, to be able to believe God for more than we have believed Him for until now that we would believe for bigger things. When the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus didn't say, oh, you guys asked for something so bad. How could you be so prideful, so cocky to ask for an increase of faith? Jesus didn't say that. Asking for an increase of faith is a great prayer for us to pray. Lord, give me more faith. I want an abundance of faith. I want mountain-moving faith. I want giant-slaying faith. I want more faith in you. I want to trust in you more. That's a, that's a great prayer for us to pray. Jesus just said, use the faith that you have. If you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and command it to be removed and cast into the sea, and nothing will be impossible to you. The thing about a mustard seed is it never will stay tiny and small. It will always grow and increase. And as we use the faith that God gives us, He will give us even more faith until we have an abundance of faith. It says in Romans chapter 1, verse 17 For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Let's say that together. From faith to faith. There's higher levels, there's the next level of faith that God is bringing us into. How many of you want a breakthrough in your faith? That you would have like a heavenly download of faith into your heart, into your life, that only God can bring that faith to you. I, in and of myself, can't muster up more faith. But God gives to us a measure of faith and he gives us an increased measure of faith and he keeps giving us more and more faith as we use and are faithful with the faith that he has given us until now he will give us more so we can believe him more for more and we can see an increase for it is written the just will live by faith god wants to bring us from faith to faith When I was just ministering right now in the nation of Nepal, there, I was there actually less than three weeks ago, which is kind of mind-blowing to me, and actually on Tuesday, we're going to be going to Mexico. Praise the Lord. God is good. And the great thing about it is, while we've been gone, our church has been growing a lot. And they just wrote us a message that this last Sunday, every single ch- seat in our church was filled. Hallelujah. That's a good problem to have. I want to tell our ushers, well, set up more chairs then. Praise God. But while I was in Nepal, just when everyone was praying together, there's a young lady who had been hit in the chest with a rock and she had broken ribs her ribs her chest bone, bones in her chest were deformed she she actually had a hole the mus the bones were like twisted around it and it caused her difficulty with her breathing also it was all swollen out just a couple days before that she had had a bunch of other people from the bible school that she was in come and put their hand on her chest And feel it It was all swollen out and the, the bones were just all twisted. While she was standing there worshiping the Lord with her hands lifted up, her bones were healed. They all went back into their right place. She didn't have a hole in her chest anymore and she could breathe just fine. And it happened instantly. She felt her chest and she she called for others of her friends to come and feel it also that it was completely fine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God wants to give us faith to see miracles happening. Miracles like we've never seen before. Greater things in Him. Jesus, in John chapter 1, he met a man by the name of Nathaniel, And he said to him, when he first met him, he said, this is a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. But what Jesus actually said there is, behold the true Israel. There is no Jacob left in you at all. You remember how Jacob wrestled with the angel all night long. He said, "I won't let go till you bless me." As the dawn was coming, the angel of the Lord touched him and he spoke a blessing over him. And the blessing was, "Your name will be Israel. No longer Jacob, no longer deceiver, liar, but Israel, a prince one who has wrestled with God and with man and has prevailed. So when Jesus saw Nathanael for the first time, he said, Behold, a true Israel. There is no Jacob left in you at all. And Nathanael said to him, How did you know me? And Jesus said, Even while you were sitting underneath the fig tree, when your cousin Philip called you, I saw you. When Nathanael heard that, he was overwhelmed and he said, You are the Messiah. You are the Savior. Jesus said, Do you believe just because I've told you this? You'll see even greater things than these. You will see the heavens opened up and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That again echoes back to what happened when Jacob was running away from his brother Esau. He ended up in a field. He had a stone pillow. When he lied down to sleep, he had a dream where the heavens were opened. And he saw a ladder like a stairway between heaven and earth and angels were climbing up and down it. And when he woke up the next day, he said, surely God was in this place and I didn't even know it. And he named that place Bethel, the house of God. But Jesus said, you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. He didn't say there's a ladder or a staircase. He said upon the Son of Man because Jesus is the ladder. Jesus is the staircase. Jesus was literally in the flesh. Heaven come down upon the earth. He was the God-man. God in the flesh heaven came down to earth in Jesus. Jesus was the connection point between heaven and earth. So he said, you'll see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Everywhere that Jesus went, everywhere that Jesus ministered, he ministered under an open heaven. He brought that open heaven with him everywhere. Today, I want you to see Jesus as the staircase. Jesus is the ladder. And you can climb on up through Him. Jesus is the doorway. Jesus is the open door. We sang about it earlier tonight. Your presence is an open door. There is that open door. Available to us in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the open heaven for us. He is calling us up higher, higher in Him. He's calling us up to the next level in Him, higher level of faith. He's bringing us from faith to faith. Last night when I was ministering at the conference, I went to pray for a lady, and I I just got a really short, simple word for her. The Lord said, I'm going to give you your dreams back again. And I'm going to make you like Joseph, and you'll dream again. You'll see vivid dreams. She came to me afterwards, and she said, when I was a little girl, I had many prophetic dreams very vivid with so many colors. I'd even see angels in my dreams. When I got married to my first husband, all of that stopped, she said. She went through a really hard time in her life. And she said, three weeks ago, I started to have dreams again. She said, the dreams have been so vivid, they've been so real, and God has been speaking to me God is saying to some of you here tonight, I want to give you back your dreams again. I want to make you a dreamer again. He wants to bring us from glory to glory. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, that we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory to glory. Say that together with me. From glory to glory. There's always more of His glory for us to experience. There's always higher levels in His glory. He wants to bring us from glory to glory in the Spirit of the Lord. If I can have my brother come back up to the keys. Ezekiel had a vision, and in his vision, he saw a river flowing from the temple. But the way that this river was coming from the door of the temple was was just trickling out from under the door, like drip, drip, drip. The the angel brought him out further. He brought him out about half a kilometer out. When he got there, it was up to his ankles. Then he brought him out another half a kilometer. I'm from Europe, we talk in kilometers over there. And when he was out about a kilometer, he was up to his knees. Then the angel brought him out further. Another half a kilometer, and he was up to his loins, to his waist. Then he brought him out another half a kilometer. Now he's out about two kilometers. That's over a mile out. Now it was so deep. It was over his head. It was waters that he could not reach the other side of. It was so great. It was so deep. It has been suggested that the ankles represent our walk with the Lord. The knees represent our prayer life. The loin represents reproduction, evangelism. But where it's so deep that you can't cross over and you're just swimming in it, that's the love of God. Because no one can know how deep His love is. You can never get to the end of God. You can never get to the end of the Holy Spirit. There's always more in Him. The only city in ancient times that had no body of water near it, it had no sea, It had no river, The only city that we know of in ancient times was the city of Jerusalem. So for him to come and prophesy and say, there's going to be a river flowing. This river that will make glad the city of our God. That was exciting to those people. Growing on the sides of the river, there's trees, trees of life the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations it's teeming with life there's so much life in the river of God it's flowing down from his throne but then it flows into us and then out through us to a hurting dying world around us the river of God because we're the temple of the holy spirit because the spirit of god dwells in us is that river just trickling out of you come out deeper is that river just to your ankles come out deeper is the river to your knees come out deeper is it to your loins come out deeper come out to your swimming in it there's more there's more there's the next level in Him. He's calling you out deeper in the river of God. His river is here, it is flowing. There is healing in the waters, there is life in the waters. Come to the next level of the river, come to the next level of the Spirit of God. There's more in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring you to the next level. The Holy Spirit will bring you up higher. I told you how I was just recently in Asia. And I'll close with this. In Darjeeling, India, there's a church on the side of a mountain. I'm not exaggerating. To get there, we had to go not just in any type of SUV, but like in a military-grade SUV. There's big rocks on the road, steep, single lane, and we were on the back of this truck holding on for dear life, bumping all the way up the road to get to the church. We ministered there last year, and the pastors told us, last year when you were here, all of the young people in our church were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And revival started in our church. Since then, every single day, our young people have met, about 25 of them, and have prayed together. We have seen revival. This year, the first meeting, there's three boys and the main leader our contact from there named Daniel he said we pray for these three boys and I just prayed for them very simply and all three of them fell to the ground under the Holy Spirit's power and one of them got up shortly thereafter but the others stayed there longer and the Lord showed Daniel that the pastor's son was having a vision While the pastor's son was lying there, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues for the first time. When he got up, Daniel called him over and he asked him, What did you see? The Lord showed me you had a vision. And when the boy tried to speak, he couldn't speak, he'd just shake. He couldn't speak a word except in the Spirit until midnight that night. If anyone tried to ask him anything, he would just shake. This 11-year-old boy. Then at midnight, he could talk again. And his father asked him, what did you see? The pastor of that church. And he said, I saw a river coming down off the mountain. And it flowed into our church. And then it flowed out from our church and it flooded all of the villages around us the next day I hardly prayed for anyone but that young boy and he would go and lay hands on people 11 years old he just barely touched people and the power of God would come and would fill them It was incredible. I've never seen something quite like it. That's the river of the Holy Spirit. And His river is here tonight. It is flowing in our midst. The river of joy. The river of peace. The river of life. The river of healing. Come to the river. And drink deeply of the Spirit of God. Can we all stand up together? And if you want to, just lift your hands to the Lord wherever you're standing. Hunger and thirst is what will bring you to the next level. It'll bring you to the next level in the spirit. It'll bring you to the next level in your ministry. It'll bring you to the next level in your personal life. Catherine Kuhlman said, I would not exchange anything for my hunger for God. Be so hungry. Be so thirsty. Come to the river and drink deeply the Spirit of God. God is calling you as a church, come up higher. Come up higher. I've put an open door in front of you. Come up higher in me. Come up higher in my spirit. It's for individuals. It's for our own personal ministries, but it's also a corporate word for the church today. Come up higher. Next level Christianity. Next level relationship with God. Next level with Him. We don't want to stay where we've been. We're going to go up higher in the Holy Spirit come Lord Jesus oh yes just begin to open your mouth right now